Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. And let's talk about that now. Sentosa Development Corporation is collaborating with internationally known recycling artist Thomas Dumbo, known for his larger-than-life recycled art sculptures and dramatic storytelling experiments. And he's launching a mixed-media installation across Sentosa. We have them in the studio with us right now. Li Che Shen, Divisional Director of Planning for Sentosa, and Thomas Dumbo, recycling artist. Good to see you both on today. Welcome to the show. Morning. Great to have you with us. Yeah. Morning, morning, morning. All right, let's yeah. kick things off. We'll start with maybe uh, Chesien as the sure. guy from Sentosa. What's the thinking behind this initiative? Why did you do it? Well, this year is a very special year for Sentosa. It's our 50-year birthday. And yes. so for our Jubilee year, we really wanted to do something special uh, to round it off. Uh, and um, Sentosa has a... Uh, real interest in wanting to become a globally recognized sustainable destination. Yep. Uh, and we were looking for uh, art installation that really speaks and aligns with our brand vision. And I think that was when, uh, exactly about one year ago, we went onto the internet and we were looking for uh, really good ideas and good collaborators with, and we found Thomas. And uh, his body of work just speaks exactly to our vision of being an outdoor destination, being uh, very nature-filled, and also communicating a sustainability message. Uh, Thomas, you're from Denmark originally. I've I've been out to Sentosa and seen a couple of the the works. But for our audience, explain to them what your concept is and the type of work that you do, type of art. Yeah, so for the last uh, somewhat eight years, I've been... Working on a project that I call the Trail of a Thousand Trolls, where basically I write like folklore fairy tales about modern day issues, hmm. and then I hide uh, my giant uh, recycled trolls um, all around the world. So I've been any- anywhere from like the mountains of uh, China to the streets of uh, Mexico, and yeah, now I'm you, here. You hide them, you say. I hide them. They're really, really big, but I hide them. <laughs> right. So because, uh, hidden in plain so sight. So is it like a Banksy-type thing where they just appear? Is that the idea? Um, it's more magical than that. Okay, yeah, nice. like it's, yeah. It's, so it's like a wooden sculpture that um, uh, has like an organic feel to it. And it's, um, uh, the head is like um, maybe like uh, one and a half meters, six feet, something like that. Uh, if you imagine the head like mm. that. Um, so then, according to if they're standing up or laying down or whatever they are, so that's the sizes they have, like from four meters to eighteen meters, like in length. Yeah. But all of them are not standing up. Some of them are sitting down, and, and then they hide around, like um, maybe they're hiding like behind a stone on an island, or they're leaning on a tree, or <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't want to spoil what they're doing in Sentosa. That people should go and find them if they're yeah. up for the challenge, but. Um, I think it's nice to hide something that's big because it's just a little bit silly. Yeah. And Thomas, is this your first time doing creating work in Singapore? Yes, this is my first time. Any challenges with this heat and humidity? And it's a quite a different climate from Denmark. Yeah, it's much much, uh, much nicer to work here than it is in Denmark at the moment, that's for sure. Because now it's my, my farm back home and my studio is all covered in snow and it's minus 10. So we're super, super happy to be here right now. And I know the plan is you've got four giant sculptures yep. at Sentosa called Explorers of Sentosa. And the idea is you want visitors to go and find them, which I yes. think is fabulous. There's no yep. signposts or anything like that. We do live in a country where they tell you where the nearest toilet is exactly 15 <laughs> meters away. So I do like the fact there's a bit of independence to it. But tell us about the materials, some of the materials you use specifically for these sculptures and why. 
Yeah, so this, uh, this uh, specific chapter, because I, I write chapters. Um, I used to be a rapper, so I write like my stories in the form of like uh, poems <laughs> that are rhyming. Mm. Um, so I've written one uh, here. It's like about this long. Like one, one piece of A4 paper or something like that. It would take me like two minutes to, to recite it or something yeah. like that. Um, so I've written that. It's called The Explorers of Sentosa and the Eternity Material. It's about that there is uh, four giants that live on a little island. And then um, they walk up and down the beach every day. And everything is in harmony until one day something happens. And wow. it's this uh, a colorful eternity material that washes up on shore. And the giants, they are a little bit nervous about what is this because they feel it comes from the humans that lives out on the, um, beyond the ocean. Um, and then um, some other things happen and um, the giants try to resolve the problem and call the humans back to, to um, break the magical spell that the humans have cast on this material so it, can't, um, so it can never break down. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's what the story is about. And then, um, so then the material that we've created the project in is a recycled wood that the giants are made of. And then there's a lot of recycled plastic that goes into different uh, props and different like special things that um, that are also in the in the story. Chesien, uh, let's bring you back into the conversation. It's been it's, it's such an it's such interesting art. I, I've seen two of the pieces uh, down at Palawan Beach uh, last weekend, and they were partially covered, so I couldn't see all all of it. But uh, from what it looks like, I, I mean, they're quite unique, quite interesting. It, what what were you hoping to bring to Santosa by choosing uh, Thomas to to be your artist? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you found it interesting. And and truthfully, when anybody sees Thomas' creation. Uh, there is this intriguing factor about coming to something that's larger than life and approaching it and wanting to, you know, touch it and interact with it. Uh, and I think when the fact that it's built of something that is very nature in its material form, mm. you know, like wood, mm. you know, it creates a sense of oh, getting in touch and being mm. set in nature. It also creates this idea of what is our responsibility as someone who are stewards over the island and how do we introduce this idea of bringing it into harmony, right? So that's kind of like almost like the hidden message behind the yeah. hidden giants of Santosa. Mm. Uh, but really, ultimately, when we, when we want people to go and discover these sculptures, we want them to have fun, especially as families, you know, to go on a treasure hunt. You know, it's like something that we all used to do as kids, you know, just mm. go and explore your backyard, you know, and have fun, right? And through it, you know, as you do as a family or with friends, you know, you also kind of subtly enter into a, a world where you reflect, you know, about the questions of how we can perhaps live a little bit more. Uh, resource-minded, a bit more uh, responsible in our consumerism, you know, and so that we can make choices after we leave the island. Yeah, yeah Che Xian, all of the things you've just said is one of the reasons we wanted to have this on the show. We think it's wonderful. Good friend of the show, of course, is the CEO of Sentosa. Yeah. She's been yes, on many, yes, many yeah. times. Yeah. And what pleases me when she comes on our show is that there seems to be, correct me if I'm wrong, but there seems to be a slight shift maybe in perception, attitude, planning for Sentosa, where you really are taking that sustainability green message seriously. You're not just paying lip service to it. You still have to make a living. You still have to have lots of visitors. But you really seem serious now about that fragile balancing act between making a buck and preserving what's left 
on the island. Is that something that Sentosa is going to keep doing moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. I think we have a responsibility as an island destination that pre-COVID welcomes 19 million visitors. Mm. You know, so we do leave a footprint, but mm. we also have a choice now. What do we do moving forwards to deal with that footprint and perhaps also to engage our guests on mm. this issue? There's, of course, our mainstream businesses and how we engage them. And actually, for this project, what we were really uh, glad to notice is that it's really not just an effort between Sentosa Development Corp and Thomas. We managed to get many of the island businesses involved, whether it's contributing their ways, you know, getting involved in helping to facilitate sponsor meals for the volunteers. So it's really an inclusive project of love you know, by everybody. So there is this element of engaging our existing business to become more sustainable. But it's also about engaging our guests, you know, so that they mm. understand that this island is more than just the attractions, more than just the fabulous uh, restaurants. It's also about nature. Mm. And that both must co- coexist side by side. And actually, they are also a vital part of the ecosystem. And the way they consume, the way they make their choices also helps the business become sustainable, mm. right? So, so in general, that's fabulous. kind of a like direction that we're moving. Fabulous. And Thomas, just to add to that, so with the designing of the sculptures, how did it work? Did you have to come to Sentosa first and do a recce of the place? How how does it work? Do you work closely with the Sentosa guys? Yeah, so I came um, here like uh, in, was it in April? I think maybe it was in April. Like four months ago or five months ago. More than, more than that. It seems like a long time ago. It was a while ago. It was a while ago and it feels like a long time because I got uh, two twin boys in the meantime. So I came down here, then you I came back to Denmark. Busy, haven't you? Okay, yeah. Back to Denmark, got the twins and then came back to here again. But for the first visit, um, it was like to find the location and for me to like develop my story. Like what is the direction of this, uh, like the concept of what this exhibition would be like. Um, and, then, um, yeah, and then we came back here a month ago and then we've been building just basically up until to mo- yesterday morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. So building with wood, building with plastic, mm. uh, like moving things around. And um, I've, I've had a crew here of uh, five guys from my, my crew from my studio in Denmark. And then also uh, 10 local guys who've been helping with the construction also. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, Chessien, so they're open now, as it were, to the public. They've all got to find the four sculptures. You mentioned sustainability, obviously, and the messaging. What is it you really want to achieve with these four sculptures at Sentosa? Yeah, well, just a quick correction. The official launch is actually on uh, Tuesday. Ah, well, uh, right. see, you so, heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, breaking yeah, yeah, yeah. news on Tuesday. Tuesday. So, so come Tuesday to get the full experience. Mm. Yeah, full experience. Uh, I must also say, uh, prob- just to add to what Thomas said, the most complex part of this project is probably to coordinate uh, all the different people and all the different uh, aspects of work uh, so that it all culminates in a very uh, compact time of building up the sculptures. Mm. You know, uh, so there was really, really a lot of work. And we, we counted there was at least 18 organizations wow. that were supporting this event, uh, whether as sponsors or participants. And I think more than 150 people uh, contributed in terms of big and small, uh, including community volunteers uh, with um, the Rise Company, uh, Ground Up Initiative, uh, and schools, right, like Tachong. Uh, and so it was really a, um, a multiple efforts from everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. one of the things that we really want to bring across is that, uh, in a way, these sculptures belong to a much larger group of people. Nice. You mm-hmm. know, uh, 
uh, and all of us have a, a role to play as mm. part of an ecosystem. The other thing which Thomas touched on a little bit earlier is that we are kind of like in a spell of linear consumption where we consume resources and it all goes into the waste dump. Yep. Right? But what we really want to promote is the idea of circularity. On the island, we are thinking in, ma- in multiple layers on how we want to do this, whether it's with our energy and carbon footprint or with our waste profile. So one of the ideas that we're thinking is how can we make use of as much of our waste to convert it into compost so that we don't have to import fertilizer. You know, and that would be a real circular uh, way of thinking. And for our island precinct to be able to do that, I think it sends a great message out that other similar precincts can do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, t- We're speaking with uh, Thomas Dumbo, international recycling artist, and Lee Chen, the director, divisional director of planning at Sentosa Development Corporation about uh, Sentosa's new art exhibit that's happening starting on Tuesday officially. Uh, four giant sculptures constructed mainly from discarded objects like reclaimed wood, um, pallets, crates, things like that, do, and upcycled um, uh, from plastic waste as well. Are you hoping that people will actually will interact in a certain way, Thomas, with these? Do you want them to climb on them, touch them? What, you know, what, what, is, the, what is the hope? Because these are quite large. Yeah, the, they're, they're really large, the sculptures. And I, I, like, I hope it will bring people out and about and go out and explore the island because um, I think it's important to explore like, where you are. It's, it's giving me so many good experiences myself, so that's why I hide the sculptures. Um, the sculptures aren't meant to uh, climb on, but if you want to sit on the lake and take a photo or something like that, you, you are welcome to do that. But really what I want people to take away from the exhibition is that I want people to go get a good experience, get some exercise, and then also see that we can build really, really big and beautiful things that can compete with all the other things that are getting produced but that are made from, from trash. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's important that we uh, like remove like the stigma that is connected with trash because everybody is like afraid of trash, like, oh, you get sick if you eat it, or like the people... like. No mother wants to hear her daughter or son come home and say, I want to be a trash, trash man or a garbage <laughs> collector or drive the dump truck or something like that. But really what we should be is that we should um, celebrate the people who work with trash as heroes because mm. they are the people who clean up the world after everybody else. Um, so I think that the, the, the solution for this leaner thought that we have right now, I think it starts with understanding that trash is not a bad thing. Mm. You don't have trash in nature. Tra- nature works in a circular thing and, and there's no, not one part of that circle that looks down on the other part of the circle. Yeah. But that's how us humans we do and that's why we are basically at, at this point right now we're drowning the world in trash. We can't keep on doing that. Yeah. Thomas, I just wanted to ask because you've done this work all over the world. What was your experience like working with the Singaporean groups that were mentioned, the local volunteers? What was it like putting these things together in the Singapore community? It's been a really, really good experience here. It's been, like I also said to, to uh, Shizen yesterday at the opening, it's like the Singapore uh, people is so extremely um, uh, welcoming and extremely helpful. So I think that from me coming from the cold uh, Denmark in the north, we sometimes get a little bit intimidated about how welcoming people are because like, <laughs> like no, you, like let us pay something, you know, like no, don't give us all these gifts and like with them because we are not used to, to that from back home. So it's been a really, really good um, experience. And tonight we're going to go out and have a dinner with them. Um, 
with one of the local guys who's been helping us, and I will try and see if I can insist on, on getting to base for something. I hope that. I just want to say that yeah. uh, our local craftsman that was working with uh, Thomas's team, there was a lot of uh, exchange, whether it's in terms of creative ideas or learning how they work around wood. You know, so it's been a great and really rich and fulfilling experience for us as well. Fabulous. Well, I'm yeah. going to go down next week. I'm going to see them next week. I'll be there tomorrow morning uh, with uh, again with my daughter. She has beach volleyball on Sunday morning. So we go down every okay. Sunday. That's when I saw him last week. And I know they won't maybe be quite complete, but uh, we're still going to look for them, just the same. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Explorers of Singapore starting on Tuesday officially. Uh, and we'll be there until the end of 2024. Thanks to uh, Che Shen and Thomas for being with us today and sharing your story. Sure. Thank it's you pleasure. for having us. Yeah. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.